The following is a conversation with KBEK's Rockin' Robin Riley with Karen Onan of East Central Regional Development Commission right here on Q Media's On Demand. And good morning. Again, it's a pleasure to have Karen Onan in with me. She is a representative from the East Central Regional Transit Coordinating Council. You got it. You know why I hesitate is for some reason when I get to that first C, I forget coordinating. And that is the big word here is the coordination process, especially under that heading of transportation. How do we coordinate so that as many people in our area as possible get the transportation they might need if they don't have a car or they have maybe limited mobility or whatever the case may be. And that's really Karen's focus is to make sure that happens. And as an explanation, I'll be a big girl and say that I understand after talking with Karen all these months now, is that this transit situation, so we're the East Central area. So ours is covering, you know, Pine, Kennebec, Isanti, Chisago, Mille Lacs Mm -hmm. counties. But there are RTCCs throughout the state of Minnesota that cover the various regions. We're greater Minnesota, yeah. Greater Minnesota. Everybody has a challenge within certain parts of the state Mm -hmm. to get stuff done, and we certainly have ours here. But there's so many good things that are happening and so much availability now. And that's the good news, and that's one of the reasons Karen and I have been chatting, to let folks know about that. Yeah, we're trying to connect the whole state together. It's difficult, especially in the outlying rural areas, to find rides for people when volunteer drivers, and this is kind of what our topic's going to be today, is volunteer driver issues. Volunteer drivers are so important to our region. And, you know, most volunteer drivers tend to be senior citizens, And we're working on a new program that we're going to be hopefully starting up within the next two years. Uh, We have to get a grant for it, and there's a whole lot of planning to do. But this would be utilizing a different vehicle, a minivan with a lift, and it wouldn't be volunteer drivers using their own vehicles. You know, you'd go to a certain spot, you'd be in the schedule, you'd have access to the key to that minivan which has a lift in the back and you'd be trained on how to drive the van how to work the lift and you would then using that van go pick up a person take them where they need to go and then bring the van back and then depending on time wise of course then somebody else may pick them up afterwards but it's a really neat plan but it's strictly volunteer there's no money changing hands here. So this is happening down in Scott in Carver County right now. And their program is called Hopscot. Alan Herman just spoke with us recently with the RTCC advisory board about how this could work. And so we're considering to get it started in Kennebec and Mille Lacs counties, especially in the northern areas. But there's all of the details that you have to do. We have to secure a grant and we have to get some vehicles, whether they be new or not, I don't know. You know, we have to get the volunteers. But what I want to talk to you a little bit today about is those volunteers now that are out there volunteer driving, using their own vehicles, driving for Timber Trails or Arrowhead or for TriCap, what that means and what they're paid. Do you know anything, Robin, about the reimbursement rate for a volunteer driver? Well, I know we've talked in the past, and it sounds to me a little bit like if you work for a company and they say, we're going to pay you a certain amount for your drive time, and they stamp on whatever the federal rate 
is, let's say for a rural carrier, when they go out and drive for the post office, they get, I don't know, it used to be like 56 cents a mile. And then that would help pay for, you know, their vehicle maintenance and the gas. And there's a lot of controversy on that because it usually isn't near enough. But needless to say, that's Mm -hmm. kind of the number I think of when you talk about reimbursement. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a little shocker. The federal reimbursement rate for a volunteer driver is 14 cents a mile. That has not changed since 1986. The reimbursement rate for a business, like say I drive my car and go to St. Cloud to a MnDOT meeting and then I come back and I work for the RDC, so I put in my whatever, how many miles I went, I get paid 58 and a half cents a mile. Every year it changes. It's, yeah, they Every assess year. it each year. Yep. This doesn't change. It's so annoying. I am so fed up with this. And all of the RTCs are, and MnDOT too, but it's a federal law. So to change this means that you have to go to the federal courts, legislation, senators, congressmen. And at this point right now, we're really working hard on it. There's an organization called the Volunteer Driver Coalition. A couple of the laws, one of them was recently changed just in 2021 for a volunteer driver is not for hire. So that makes them different than an Uber or a Lyft, which then in turn will help with the insurance issue. You're not for hire. So that was one of the big things that they did. And the other thing, a volunteer driver is only supposed to be able to get 14 cents a mile. Most organizations such as Timber Trails or Arrowhead who have a volunteer driver program, in order to get those volunteers, do pay their drivers the federal business rate, whatever that is, 58 and a half cents a mile. They can choose to pay them as much as they want within the range of, you know, 14 cents to 58 and a half. If you're paid 58 cents a mile, you have to keep track of all the miles that you drive so that in between that 14 cents and that 58 cents, which is, let's say, 44 cents, if you make $600 or more a year, you have to pay tax on that. So even if it's a reimbursement rate, you have to pay tax on that difference at 44 cents. You have to file a 1099 and then you have to pay tax on it. The Volunteer Driver Coalition got some legislation passed last year that states that you can file for a tax subtraction of that amount that you would have to pay in from your Minnesota income tax. It doesn't do anything, though, for your federal tax or for your Social Security that has been adjusted for that amount of money that you've gotten. And if you're taking Social Security younger than your normal Social Security age, which for me is going to be 67, you then end up having to pay the tax on that. So the Volunteer Driver Coalition is really working hard on changing this so that this amount will be changed to the business reimbursement rate. But let me just make clear that organizations who may be worried that they can't pay a volunteer driver 58 and a half cents 
can take a fee anywhere in between there. I mean, if that's what their policy is, if they're only going to pay 35 cents or whatever, and the volunteers are obviously knowledgeable about that, that's fine. I don't want to put any of these organizations that have volunteer drivers like RSVP, who has volunteer drivers and can't pay the full 58 and a half cents. They don't have to. But the point being is the volunteer driver will not have to pay any tax. They won't have to file a 1099. Mm-hmm. So this is something I want to make really clear to everybody that this is an issue and we're working on it. And the Volunteer Driver Coalition website is volunteerdrivermn.org. And you can go on there and you can take a look at it. And there are letters there that you can write to your congressman. There's sample letters. There's a call to action. You don't have to be a member of the coalition to go onto the website or to pull up any of this information. But it's really important that we have this organization because they're helping to pull the legislation in to make these changes. And like I said, right now, we're really focusing on changing that 14 cents a mile up to the business reimbursement rate. And this is just for volunteer drivers, because it's really hard to find volunteer drivers. You can also go on to my website, which is eastcentraltransit.com. Please contact me. My contact information is on my website, eastcentraltransit.com. I know Congressman Stauber has stepped up to this plate and advocating as well on trying to make these changes too, but we realize that it's a national issue and it can't just be done by Minnesota. There's also an organization down in Texas, somebody in the legislature who's also hopped on the bandwagon. So, But we need to pull in the whole country to make this change because it's not only on Minnesota. This is all the same everywhere. And not only that, but a lot of the organizations that we've talked with here with our conversations over the past several months, you know, there's a lot of different businesses, so to speak, and they have drivers that are paid, paid too. Oh, yeah. So the volunteer is a very important thing, but there are paid jobs as well. And the need for drivers is across the board, just like everywhere you go, there's a need for people to do that kind of work. So any of those that you're interested in, what I like is you can go to Karen's website and all the contact information is there because we've talked to so many different groups over this time period. If you're interested at all in transportation, that's the kind of the one-stop hub now to get all that information. Click on the various links. You can get application forms. You can find out more, get phone numbers, all the above. So that's a neat thing. Yeah, and I want to just mention one other thing is that a volunteer driver can go wherever whereas a public transit is limited to their boundaries based on their transit service plan that is put together with them in MnDOT. But if you've got a volunteer driver and you live in McGregor or Warman or places that a bus can't get to in rural Minnesota, we need those volunteer drivers to be able to be out there and able to pick you up and either get you to public transit or get to where you need to go. Volunteer drivers are crucial because they normally don't cost the rider anything. Mm -hmm. Donations are always appreciated. But in our rural areas in Minnesota, there's people that don't have funds to be able to pay for a lift or a taxi. But a volunteer driver can go wherever is needed. They can cross county lines. It's just so important that we get volunteers and volunteer drivers. If you're ever interested in becoming a volunteer driver, please let me know. 
And I will say too, we are looking for Lyft drivers too. Lyft is available. If you want a job and you like to drive, let me know. I will put you in touch with Lyft and we'll get you uh, paperwork that you need to fill out to become a Lyft driver. That's a thing here. I mean, Uber is another one, but we really haven't gotten as involved with Uber as they tend to be more urban. Because we're out in this rural area, we are seeing more lifts, but we need more drivers. And we need more drivers everywhere for everything. But, you know, these are just a couple ideas for people who might be looking for some jobs, too. Definitely. All right. So some great information again today, Karen. EastCentralTransit.com. That's the place to go. Karen Onan, thank you so much, as always, for your time, my dear. You've been listening to a Q Media Group production. 